You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Good morning. 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 So here we are continuing our remote uh, podcasts uh, from our from our locations. So it's really great to be back with everybody. Excited, excited to see everybody. Um, I am super excited today because we have a guest with us today that we're interviewing. We're going to be doing this in two parts. So just so our listening audience knows, we're going to be doing part one today. And then um, we're going to have Rob back for part two the following week. So um, I'm not going to take too much time on an intro here. I'm going to leave that for Deborah. But I'd like to just mention that uh, Robert Meyer, uh, uh, Kukan is a natural health consultant, and he is the founder of Seven Notes Natural Health, located in Ann Arbor. Um, Rob has a, a, a an amazing amount of experience, and we're really super excited to have him on today because he's going to be sharing a lot of uh, his his knowledge and wealth and how it relates to um, well being and, and taking kind of a natural approach to wealth uh, well being. So. Uh, a lot, a lot of sharing going on today with with Rob and Deb. I'm going to have you. Uh, I know intro. that yeah, yeah, do the intro and uh, yeah. with. So I'll toss it over to you. Well, I am delighted. I met Rob when I was doing my training for vibrational sound therapy. Um, our teacher had him come in as an expert and share some of his wisdom with us. He did a sound bath. And when I met him, I, I just resonated. I connected with him. You know, when you meet like spirits and I knew that I wanted oh, yeah. to learn as much as I could from Rob. Um, but I didn't realize how much I can <laughs> learn from Rob. And when, um, and, and I'm just going to share with you, I'll, I'll go ahead. I know he has a passion for working in healing and helping others. And this drives him to keep learning and learning and becoming a master in so many areas. He's humble. And I love that about people when they're, when they're humble. And, and anyway, uh, here's some of the, some of his work. He has a BA in church music and 21 years of experience leading music in churches and schools in Southeast Michigan. While in college, he began teaching piano lessons to make some extra spending money, which we can all relate to. With the 2019-20 school year, he marked 25 continuous years of teaching piano lessons. And after an unfortunate injury, which stopped his music making, he began to learn about the body, how it works and moves. And he's going to share some of his journey with us, so he'll give us more background. Uh, This sparked a new interest for him, which forever changed his path as a musician, educator, practitioner, and as a teacher. Uh, Rob is a 215 graduate of the Ann Arbor Institute of Massage Therapy. While there, he studied myofascial release, neuromuscular therapy, Swedish massage techniques. He is a level three trained Reiki practitioner and instructor and a vibrational sound therapy certified and licensed practitioner. He's currently studying naturopathy 
um, at the Naturopathic Institute of Therapies um, and Education in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. At the end of the four-year program, he'll be a certified naturopath, and he will sit for the national board exam, um, earning the naturopathic doctor. And has that happened yet, or are you still training, working on that? I'm still training in that area. Okay, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. He's the owner of Seven Notes Natural Health in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Seven Notes, he leads classes, workshops, sound baths, as well as working one-on-one with massage, body work, sound uh, therapy clients. Combining his love for and experience in music, his vast anatomical knowledge, And his desire to help others, he provides many services and offerings to help you hear, see, and feel wellness. And just a few of the things, and just it's just amazing. He does, um, we'll give all his information out. So if you want to access his workshops, classes, and events, but he's he does Swedish massage, myofacial release, uh, neuromuscular therapy, reflexology, craniosacral therapy, raindrop technique, Reiki, vibrational sound therapy. So obviously, I couldn't wait to get him on um, just to share. And before I ask any other questions, Rob, I'm just going to turn it over to you. We're so grateful to have you here. Um, could you just explain your journey? Because we all found it very fascinating how you mm-hmm. came to where you are. Sure. Well, thanks so much for all of those kind words. It's very humbling to be um, asked to be here today and to share with you. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to to share. Thank you. Um, well, as Deb alluded in um, the intro, yeah, I had this weird uh, thing going on. I was cooking along in my church music career. I was serving at a church in Ann Arbor. And I um, all of a sudden got this weird little hitch in my in my shoulder, and um, it was painful to do the work that I was doing. It was painful to exercise and to work out. And so I went to the doctor, and I learned that I had a hooked acromion, and I had no idea what an acromion <laughs> was. Nevertheless, a hooked acromion. Uh, <laughs> and so, so thus began my journey of learning and studying anatomy. And immediately I was fascinated with the body and starting to learn about how it moved and worked. And one of the options that was given to me was to have surgery to go in and shave that bone down to stop it from being hooked and from um, catching. And um, I wasn't so keen on that option. So we tried some other things, physical therapy, and I met with an amazing physical therapist who taught me about how my body works, how it moves, how it um does what it does. And as a musician, that really sparked an interest in me. And I thought, well, if I can share that with the people I'm working with, if my piano students, the singers, the ringers that I'm directing and the the positions that I was in, maybe we'd have musicians who were making music longer into their lives. Because I was starting to notice that particularly handbell musicians were were wearing braces on their wrists and things on their elbows and um, 
icing between rehearsals and things like this. Uh, and and I thought, well, gee, our bodies should be working more efficiently than that. So I started to take uh, Alexander lessons, uh, Alexander technique lessons. My Alexander technique instructor was the one who encouraged me to go to massage school. And I um, shamefully... I'm yeah. sorry. To, can you explain Alexand that that technique? What it what is that for people who've never heard? Yeah, of that before? That, thanks for slowing me down. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of times my brain just keeps going. Yeah, um, no, all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alexander technique is a technique or a process of becoming aware of how the body moves and works. It was developed by a gentleman whose last name was Alexander. Um, if I believe I have it correctly, either New Zealand or Australian actor who lost his voice and was no longer able to project in the theater. And by doing some careful observation and making some adjustments to his, what we sort of vernacularly refer to as posture, he would uh, refer to it more as ease in the body. Um, he made some adjustments and some corrections and his voice began to came back to come back. And so Alexander technique looks at the body as a whole unit and it observes movement patterns and it observes how the body's moving and helps the person who's practicing it to find ease in their movement. It helps them to find uh, more grace and, um, a little bit more um, fluidity in how they move. Mm -hmm. So it really helps with yeah. preventing injury and mm -hmm. just keep moving and, and things like that. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Thanks. Absolutely. So, Rob, that process of, of that, that technique was really designed, I shouldn't say designed, but it kind of was the opening to you, right? It sounds like that that technique was really focused more on your physical um, recovery, mm -hmm. but also was a doorway into leading you into these, these other areas. Is that pretty, is that accurate? To, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my, my Alexander teacher one day said to me, because I was looking into becoming an Alexander instructor. Um, there was right. a wonderful organization in California called the, um, oh, they used to be called the Andover educators. They've just changed their name. I think, well, I'd have to look that up. Anyway, yeah. um, they, um, Barbara Conable was the founder of that organization. And um, so I was looking at doing some training through their organization, but a lot of that stuff would have meant, you know, a geographic move. And I liked where I was and I was employed and had insurance and all of those things. Um, and so I thought, well, how do I get more information to share with um, the people I'm working with, where do I gain the knowledge without going to medical school or uprooting and doing everything and moving myself? And that's when she suggested, well, why don't you go to massage school? And I uh, shamefully kind of looked at her and said, you're a crazy lady. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, I'm not so crazy. You, you'll get a world-class knowledge of anatomy. You'll get an understanding of physiology and how the body works and moves. And you'll gain a marketable skill. Um, and I thought, well, why would I need a marketable skill? <laughs> I have a marketable skill. I've been doing this for you know, 20 years. Um, uh, and so we 
allowed myself to check my ego and uh, <laughs> did a little bit of looking and some soul searching and some meditating and um, I gave it a try and I found a gateway to a whole new passion. That I so was that really your first, was that really opening you up to, so I'm really curious, this is really interesting and uh, like as you move through that massage program, mm-hmm. um, were you starting to then get in touch with, uh, you know, were, were these areas something that you have always thought about or were you doing just the music and had this injury and then you went to the Alexandria method and then the massage and all of a sudden your interest drew that way or was it sparking something that you think was always there for quite some time? I think it was sparking something that was there all the time. Mm -hmm. I did my Reiki training about two or three years before this as part of a personal change that I had uh, going on in a relationship change that um, was life altering. And so um, through a, a bit of a spiritual journey, I came to Reiki and when the massage component came into it. It was just sort of a clicking of some puzzle pieces because all of my training, other than the individual lessons that I had been giving in music and things, the work I was doing were, was in large groups. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I had this longing for a way to work with people on a more smaller scale, more one-on-one, more intimate level. Uh, and this really opened the doors to that. If I can ask you, that's fascinating that the Reiki came before. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your spiritual influence or, or what influenced you spiritually to decide to that this path felt right for you? Yeah. So you mean with Reiki in particular? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I had um, have a long history in the Christian church and particularly in the Lutheran faith. Um, And I had some friends recommend to me to do Reiki and to meditation and yoga uh, just as a way to kind of help me calm down. And um, my understanding of those three things in particular was that they weren't Christian and they didn't fit with my faith beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a misunderstanding on my part. Um, but I had a really dear Christian friend, um, a mentor, a church music mentor and friend of mine, um, who was getting Reiki done. And I said, you can do that and still be Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) And he said, um, he said, yeah, actually it was my yoga teacher who told me about this Reiki practitioner. I almost fell off my chair. Um, so it was it was the right time and the right place that a lot of these sort of preconceived notions were being chipped away in my mind and my heart. Um, and so it really was through through the influence of that that good friend that uh, that led into that and then, you know, once you tap into some of these things, the blood oh, yeah. just open. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. true. I think that's the awakening that's happening, at least in our country, is that it is all secular. It isn't about a religion, right. but we do attach it because it has a connotation of being Buddhist or right. Hindu. 
or um, spiritual. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's because those things are tools and they work. So right. people, people have adapted and used them. Meditation, for example, that, mm-hmm. that isn't about religion, right. but religions do use it because it does calm you and leads you to a better life. So, so your journey is now you are moving forward yeah, and, yeah. and, and I'm sorry I interrupted you, but that was really good to get that background because I didn't realize that the Reiki came earlier. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, you've got a lot, you've got a, a, a lot more after you did the work. Like how did you, after you did the massage, then you got into essential oils. And I know you have a, a, a really interesting story about the essential oils um, and you do that kind of work. Yeah. So, you know, all about sort of this same time I was looking for, you know, new ways to kind of broaden my horizons. And um, I was doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of spiritual work and um, the, the oils, (laughs) I, uh, I went to a a class in Flint um, uh, that was being sponsored by young living essential oils just to get some information. And um, at first I kind of thought it was, you know, shamefully admittedly, uh, I had some preconceived notions again, and um, I just thought it would sort of be kind of this, you know, sort of um, fluffy thing that (laughs) really, you know, was kind of about smelly stuff. And, you know, maybe it was more (laughs) fragrance, you know, like things you find at the mall or whatever, you know air freshener more than uh, (laughs) therapeutic qualities. Um, And from the very first word of this workshop, it was very clear that there was like science and data behind these amazing, you know, little drops of oil. And so I spent a whole day immersed in this uh, culture and um, just learned about uh, how um, oils are being used to to help with uh, promoting health and wellness. And there was a, a gentleman um, whose name is Ed Daly. He's a registered nurse, was using um, oils in hospitals and helping to write protocol for oils and aromatherapy in some pretty um, big uh institutions. And as soon as he started talking, I thought, wow, there's like real, real information here. It's not just about, oh, this smells good and it makes me feel good, which is a whole other, you know, the science behind that alone um, is, uh, is yeah, fascinating. Really good is good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Um, and so, so I was, I was hooked. Um, and so we've been, I've been using essential oils ever since. And, Can I ask um, you, would you recommend right now during this pandemic where there are people locked into their homes, um, would you recommend certain oils to help calm people right now? What would your recommendation be with the oils? Cause I, I'm going to write, I'm going to take notes. On okay. <laughs> Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, we, you know, probably the easiest is the lavender because of its calming um, qualities. Um, 
but there are some amazing blends of oils, uh, one in particular called Stress Away that is um, particularly, um, particularly, I know, just its name, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can just feel the stress melting away. Um, <laughs> other blends, one's called Peace and Calming is, is just absolutely lovely. Um, my approach to aromatherapy is um, that if an oil resonates with you and you like the way that something smells, then use it. Mm. So mm-hmm. if, if for me right now and what I'm going through and processing in relation to this pandemic, sacred mountain may be better for me because I need to be more grounded. Um, or I may need something more uplifting because maybe I'm a little down. So maybe something in the citrus family. So there's a beautiful blend called Citrus Fresh that has a little bit of spearmint and some citrus things in it. It's just really um, just very beautiful and uplifting. There's a blend called Joy that has some very beautiful floral fragrances, geranium, jasmine, those types of things that are very uplifting. Um, and so people order these from you? Are you... St- yeah. So okay, we'll give uh, we'll give the information to mm-hmm. our listeners. It's you know, I never thought about that, um, Rob. But that's actually a, a you know, I, I like the way that's framed. I I didn't, you know, I I use essential oils, not not in not in any kind of practice. I just use it for my own personal use. I I use primarily lavender, really, in a diffuser uh, in my work environment, and sometimes I'll put a little on a pillow or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what's interesting is I never really thought about that as a use uh, during this time, during this pandemic and during the time of high stress and people. I talked to a friend of mine last night. Um, she's, a, she's a college instructor and she's, you know, following the protocols like everybody else. But she just tell, was telling me that this is really a difficult time and, you know, this lockdown is uh, really stressing her out. And I didn't think of that for an example would be a great go to mm-hmm. uh, the essential oils to just have this natural application right. um, that could help in in calming uh, or, or offering that calm during this time. So that's a great suggestion. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And through some of the mindfulness techniques that, you know, you guys have been such strong proponents for, um, adding that extra layer of aromatherapy can really take it to the next level. Well, thank when you, you mentioned that, Rob, what can, can you share a little bit about what that means when you, you know, yeah. when you mentioned taking it to the to next level? So if I was just a person that I'm listening to this podcast and, you know, I'm kind of getting introduced to that and I think, okay, you know, essential oils, that sounds cool. You know, maybe I'll go out and get some blends for stress-free and that, but what what is that secondary benefit? Like when we talk about taking that to the next level, or or obviously that's the deeper dive, right? With essential oils, can you share a little bit about that? What you mean by that? Yeah. So without getting into like all of the science and where the amygdala right. sits and you know all of that type of stuff, I'll give you a case in point or a little story. Um, so there's a, a technique that, for lack of a better term, we sort of call like the aroma reset, where we come to a a moment where we just sort of center ourselves, take a nice deep breath, focus on an emotion that we're feeling in that very instant. 
So we're making that connection. What's the emotion I'm feeling? We don't stop there, though. We say we know that every emotion also brings along with it, not just the emotional component, but a bodily sensation. So I'm feeling anger. I feel it in the pit of my stomach. I'm feeling sad. I feel it in my chest. So once you then draw up, what is that emotion? What is the bodily sensation? Then you go another layer and say, well, what negative voice am I hearing around this emotion, around this situation? You key into that negative voice, listen for any other messages. And then you bring in the component of the scent, the fragrance, and you can use either a prescribed oil or something that is sort of intuitively hitting for you or just something that you've got nearby or the peel of a tangerine that you open up Mm -hmm. and breathe in. Um, And then as you're breathing in the oil, you're focusing on those three things, the emotion, the feeling, and any voice or messages that you're hearing. And you're just being mindful of what's happening. You're not expecting anything. You're just listening and you're observing. And so often, um, I said I would tell you a story and I didn't get into the story, but (laughs) this is a a technique that that I used um, when my mother was very ill and when she was in the hospital and in her her last days. This was the thing that kind of kept me able to then observe, I'm afraid, I feel it in my stomach, and I'm afraid my mom's going to pass and I'm going to lose her. And so by adding then the oils in, I was able to sort of soften some of those things. I was able to be more present for my mom. I was able to be more present to support my dad, to ask the questions of the doctors that we needed to. So it adds a whole other dimension. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. beautiful. It, it sounds like the beginning stages of learning about mindfulness, learning to be mindful of what you're feeling now. John Kabat-Zinn tells us, you know, no judgment, just where you're at. But then by adding the sense of smell to it, you are creating those neural pathways connecting to the calm states. So (laughs) that's fascinating. It did. I mean, we teach this, but then I forget what we what we teach. But yeah, using yeah. all the senses right. um, to help us develop states that we want. So, thank you. That sure. and I think it's a good time to mention too that a, a lot of I mean, all this that you're talking about, Rob, and and you know, we're gonna we're gonna take a a much more deeper dive into this in a, in our next episode because we have you back coming back. Um, but I. I you know, a, a segue into that is a lot of that we have talked about, are talking about, will talk about next week is that this is all grounded in science. And I think that's important. Um, I know it's important for us in mentation and the work that we we're doing. I know it's important to the work that you do, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's also important that people understand that, that this work, um, although it, it seems a little bit esoteric in some ways and, and not as well known, really, uh, other than superficial. But as we take the deeper dive, we find that a lot of this type of work is really grounded in science. And there are, you know, it's all evidence-based. And I know that we didn't go into that because we didn't go into it. But the idea about the brain and what you were saying, I mean, there's a whole, we could do multiple episodes on 
right? I mean, what is the brain and what is the physiology and how do these sense affect certain parts of the brain that then affect certain emotions and all the rest of it. But I think for our listening audience, it's important to know that um, the things that we are talking about are, are evidence-based practices and that we'll go into that um, a, little bit, a little bit more as we go down the road. Um, we're about ready to wrap this first part of this session up. And I just, before we, we just have a couple minutes left, Deborah, Maria, do you have anything you want to just kind of, you know, kind of set the stage or, or get ready to segue us into next week's episode or? Well, one thing I, I'm excited to hear about how all of your practices are connected mm-hmm. and, and how sound, as we talked about the senses, how sound ties into the aroma, because that's where I met you was with sound and, and, and mm-hmm. as a vibrational sound therapist, I, I'm looking forward to hearing your. Yeah, that, that would be exciting for the next, as we move into the second part of this, um, I, I would, I would be interested more in the, in the sound as well. I mean, that is very fascinating to me. It's not that I, I, I don't know a lot about that, but it's something we're taking on as you know, Rob, yeah. That, uh, through through Deb has kind of brought this into mentation and something that is now one of our touchstones that we we talk about and we want to take a, a much uh, you know deeper part of that practice and expand upon it. So I'll be really looking forward to to hearing your expertise on that as well. So um, it'll it'll be fun to uh, um, to to do that. So Maria, anything else? You can no, I, I you're, you're... I'm just really like glad I'm like listening to all this I'm the newbie I don't know this world that much so um so you're humble Maria (laughs) yeah yeah cool cool so Rob we're gonna pick this up um and uh for our next episode so um we welcome our listeners to come back and join us and we'll continue with Rob and his journey and some and more about sound and the rest of these cool practices so thanks a lot we'll see you next time